All right, Happy New Year's News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Sean Hannity Show. Glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the uh, program. Um, we just chronicled in the first hour of the program. I won't re I won't rehash all of it. We will show a lot of it on Hannity tonight at 9. Uh, Joe Biden, you know, go through his record. I, I was shocked when I was on vacation. And look, there, there's no federal solution. This has to get solved, meaning COVID-19, at the state level. Oh, then why are they buying up all the monoclonal antibodies and rationing it uh, and hoarding it and not allowing states to step up and buy it themselves? Like, for example, the Glaxow Smith Klein uh, anti- uh, monoclonal antibody Citrovimab. Why, why are they hoarding it all? doesn't make any sense. It's the one that has shown most effective in treating Omicron all throughout the campaign. Where do you see the montage we put together for you tonight? Joe Biden kept saying and urging people to get vaccinated. If you get vaccinated, you're not going to get the virus. Listen, the vi- the 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 various shots that people are getting now cover that they're, they're you're OK. You're not going to you're not going to get covid if you have these vaccinations. You're not going to get covid if you have these vaccinations. That's what he said. And he said, for example, if you seek care, you should have the certainty that the people providing the care are protected from COVID and cannot spread it to you. That was all a lie in terms of what was actually ended up being the truth in all of this. Um, Biden urging people, you know, saying that if you, you get vaccinated, you won't get sick. But that he's evolved. He was saying that if you, you're not going to get COVID if you got vaccinated. That's what his original comments were. That's what he ran on. Um, anyway, 800-941-SHAWN is our number uh, if you want to be a part of the program. And, you know, I'm not going to shut down the virus. He said. I'm, he says, I'm going to shut down the virus. Now he's saying there's no federal solution. Listen. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. It's his ineptitude that caused the, vi- caused the country to have to shut down in large part. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. I'm looking at Governor Sununu on the board here. He talks about that a lot. And it ultimately gets down to where the rubber meets the road. And that's where the patient is in need of help or preventing the need for uh, help. I'm going to shut down the virus. Whoops, never mind. There is no federal solution. How did we run out of tests when he was critical of Donald Trump for not having enough tests at the very beginning of all of this? How was that possible? How is it the the one therapeutic that almost everybody agrees on? Take HCQ out of it and all the other ones out. The one everybody seemed to agree on with monoclonal antibodies. He's only mentioned it one time. And then they now, the federal government has stepped in to buy them all and ration them, even though we don't have a shortage of them. I mean, that's the problem. And then if we're going to look at the real data as it relates to kids ages 5 to 11, uh, they're not dying from COVID. The numbers are similar to the number of kids that die from the flu every year. Dr. Brian Tyson is with us. Dr. George Fareed, Harvard Medical School uh, trained uh, doctor in his own right. Uh, They have an upcoming book, Overcoming the COVID Darkness, how two doctors successfully treated 7,000 patients are with us. In other words, they've actually, unlike Dr. Fauci, been on the front lines of all of this, not spending every minute on television and radio. I literally have to drag them out of their offices and their time with patients to do this. We appreciate you both coming back on. Thanks, Sean, for having us. Appreciate you. Thank you, Sean. Let me ask you you both this question. Why fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated, boosted, 
and and fully vaccinated, boosted, and previous infections. Why are people still testing positive for Omicron? We'll start with you, Dr. Fareed. Uh, that's because, and Sean, thank you. I hope you had a great uh, vacation and Happy New Year. You want to know the truth? The, uh, I spent half my time on the phone trying to help people, I, you know, find therapeutics. I bet you did. Yeah, you've done such great work. Uh, by the way, your friends in Georgia have reacquired Omicron that we treated about eight months ago. And they, oh, my I gosh, I didn't, they didn't tell me. The, Are you the kidding? The point to make about that is that it's not a danger, it's a severe an infection. It's rather mild. Eighty-seven percent don't just require symptomatic treatment. Uh, the uh, It's important to know that, that as you said, the sotrovimab or the Glaxo antibody is active for that, and that's a great infusion. Uh, in addition, the oral Agents. Now, those that are approved by the FDA and distributed to hospitals, ERs, and to pharmacies uh, is very good, actually very effective. RHCQ ivermectin is very good and still very effective. But now now the, it's up to the primary doctors and the ERs to step up to the plate like Brian and I have been doing throughout the whole pandemic. Well, let me ask you, are you having patients. problems getting these therapeutics that rightly you're pointing out like monoclonals? that so many other people are having trouble getting a hold of. Now, prior to this Christmas holiday, I never had a problem helping people find a place in their city, their state, their town, where they can get the infusion. You know, I, Brian would like to can comment. He's giving a lot of the infusions. But I, I would just say that uh, since the, Pav, uh, the Paxlovib from Pfizer and the, um, the Merck product has been distributed to, by the health departments in the states, uh, the pay, people can go into the ER and, and request it, and they, they should be, they're given a the five-day treatment. And that, that's probably all they need. They don't necessarily need the monoclonal infusion, but it's uh, certainly good to get it if they can. I want to just answer your question, though, why the Omicron evades the immunity of the vaccines. And it, it has to do with the, muta the mutability of the virus. And this is such a heavily mutated virus uh, in the spike protein that it has um, uh, evaded these antibodies that the vaccines create evaded the natural immunity, actually, which uh, uh, we thought wouldn't be the case, but it, it has. And so the, it's because it's heavily mutated, and it will continue to mutate as more vaccinations are given. The vaccines actually, Sean, this is rather shocking, but they actually create an a antibody-dependent enhancement or facilitation of infection. So the, the, there's more to it than what's been presented in the, in the, in the news widely explained. It's about not only enhancement of infection if you've been vaccinated, which is the exact opposite of what you'd like to have happen. We always wanted blockage of infection by vaccines, and a non-blocking antibody vaccination will generate mutants when it's a heavily mutating RNA virus like this COVID-19. Let's get your take, Dr. Tyson. Why, why the breakthrough from natural immunity vaccinated, boosted, and, and, you know, now people are getting reinfected. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, it goes with what uh, George said. I think, I think at this point in time, the, the mass vaccination has put the uh, pressure on the virus to actually mutate, uh, and the mutations are definitely evading the vaccine. Um, everybody that we're seeing in our office right now, a majority of them um, have been vaccinated 
and then are picking up either Delta or Omicron. We're still seeing a lot of Delta virus out here in the Imperial Valley. Um, those with natural immunity, which is interesting, um, those who've been sick with COVID then got vaccinated are the ones getting reinfected, not the ones who have just straight natural immunity uh, being reinfected. And um, we've seen a couple, a very few cases of that to be true, less than 1% in those cases. In our eyes, so you, say, well, you're, in you're actually cases, saying, suggesting that natural immunity alone without a vaccine worked better than those that had natural immunity and a vaccine. That's correct. That is correct. Uh, that's what we're seeing anyway. That's what our data shows us. Um, you know, we're seeing uh, the, the vaccine uh, and reinfections. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people vaccinated uh, with infections. Uh, so I think it goes back to say what we've been saying all along. And even the, the, the Pfizer drug itself, okay, all of these new antivirals are coming out with, they're all saying to seek treatment in the first three days. Sounds very familiar to Tamiflu. Seek treatment in the first three days. What have we been saying this whole time? Seek treatment in the first seven days. If you do that, the outcomes are going to be better. If you try to give these antivirals, these newer ones, you, no, you, you guys have been the loudest and most outspoken about proactive medicine, not reactive medicine. And I'm not in, I don't want to interrupt you, but you did say day six, seven, eight, nine, ten is when this thing is going to get in your lungs and cause COVID pneumonia uh, at that that storm that takes over people's lungs the cytokine and, storm mm -hmm. yes you know, yeah that's the so, delta variant principle yeah and then so if you give these antivirals that pfizer came out with and Merck came out with if you give them latent disease they're not going to work so if we take the same approach and say well still wait and and stay home for 14 days those antivirals aren't going to work either you have to get it early in viral replication that's what we've been saying all along and, and i hope people uh, hear what me and Dr. Fried are saying loud and clear. Now it's time for primary care doctors, ERs, and hospital systems to get on board with early treatment, whatever that looks like for your hospital. Quick break. We'll come back more with Dr. Brian Tyson, Dr. Fareed. Then your calls, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. You'll love our montages tonight at 9 on Hannity. All right, more with Dr. Brian Tyson and Dr. George Fareed. They've been on the front lines of COVID from day one, treating over 7,000 people successfully, proactively, not reactively. So here we have a problem. How is it possible a year into the Biden administration that every single state that I know of, that I spoke to people, they ran out of tests. And by the way, I, there's nobody that I know that has taken the antivirals because it's not readily available. Then I read that the Glasgow Smith Klein monoclonal antibody, uh, literally the federal government bought every one of them. Now, we do have an update that the U.S. under pressure now is shipping out all the remaining supplies, but that's only 55,000 doses. Now, I would imagine post New Year's Eve, this is this is going to be a, a shift show week here because probably a lot of people got infected in New Year's Eve. Is that a fair hypothesis, Doctor? That's, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely correct with that. We're seeing ungodly numbers uh, the last two days here in the urgent care. 
Yeah. You know, it's sort All of right. a panic. It, but it, but it's, uh, again, Sean, it should be emphasized, Omicron is less aggressive, and it, it's, it, it can be treated asymptomatically, which is like a flu treatment. But it's best to treat with the antivirals if, uh, if you can, and that would include the monoclonal. Can, the can you guys or, get these antivirals by FISA? Uh, are they available to you? They're not available they are. to me at this point. Oh, no, but they, I, we're in the same area, uh, and they, uh, Brian, we do get them at the uh, through the ER of the hospitals, and then they will roll out into some of the pharmacies. So I've had several that have accessed them very, very well, and they're doing fine with them. But again, they, they should have included HCQ and the other ones, the repurposed agents, fluvoxamine and, um, and ivermectin from the get-go, Sean, as we've cried out for, and they would then, then we'd be in a great shape. Yeah, well, I mean, again, um, every single state, every person that I talked to that wanted to even get a simple home test, um, I have found my own experience from people that I know that first found out they tested positive. They tested positive on the Abbott home test. Do you find that those those home tests are reliable, Dr. Tyson? And why aren't they uh, available? Well, I mean, they should be available. They, they've been fairly consistent through the whole time. The, the, the Abbott Binex now, we were using those. Uh, in the urgent care for for quite some time, um, you know, and and I don't know. I mean, I know Joe Biden, you know, kind of promised us a dark and gloomy uh, winter. Um, I didn't realize it was going to come on the heels of not, you know, being able to test people and not being able to get us the the medications that everybody knew were going to be effective. I mean, that to no, me it, is just, you know, unbelievable. Are you finding people can't get tests, uh, Doctor Farid, and are you finding that? That oh, some of yes. the therapeutics that you use are not available. Well, I, I'm not uh, finding that our therapeutics are not available. That fortunately, but I, I am finding that they can't, don't have access to testing, and so we have to treat empirically. And as Brian has noted so well and documented, we see a lot of other viruses at this time of the year. Some true influenza infections, some uh, uh, parainfluenza, and other coronaviruses. So the good thing about our protocol has been its broad spectrum. It covers other uh, infectious uh, RNA viruses. And so we, we can provide it to the symptomatic individual, assuming that they have Omicron or, or perhaps a residual of uh, Delta that uh, we want to prevent from becoming aggressive. See, I think I but, had that because I had a runny nose and and I had been around people that tested positive for Omicron and I kept testing every day and I kept showing up negative. Yeah, I mean, there's there's we're seeing para-influenza, we're seeing rhinovirus is still pretty prominent. Uh, for winter, we're now starting to see influenza. Uh, Israel reports uh, influenza with coronavirus as well. UK is reporting influenza and uh, coronavirus as well. So, um, you know, it's winter season. And, you know, what's, what's good about what we're seeing other viruses is that means that the pressure of this virus um, is competing with those other infections and no longer overwhelming those other infections. So it's becoming endemic. Um, the good news is, is this very well may be uh, the push of, of, of herd immunity that we need, absolutely. Um, a lot of the top virologists across the world are saying the same thing, which, you know, this may be the, quote, live attenuated vaccine that everybody needs. Uh, is the, actually I've, the I've got to run, infection. but I, I hope people still take it seriously. Please talk to your doctors. Proactive medicine, I think, is the best message both of you have been preaching the whole time and not reactive medicine. Don't wait. Go to your doctor immediately. Um, anyway, Dr. Fareed, thank you. Dr. Tyson, always great to have you. Happy New Year to both of you. Happy New Year, New Year to you too, Sean. Appreciate it. 
All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Well, uh, 2021, not only more COVID deaths than 2020, as bad as every year has been in the city of Chicago, 2021 ended up being the deadliest year in over a quarter of a century, thanks to Lori Lightweight. Uh, gun violence in Los Angeles at a 15-year high, taking the lives and erasing hard-fought gains they made. Same thing, New York is a disaster. You know, some people are worried that Eric Adams is going to be, they're already calling him Bill de Blasio 2.0. I hope that turns out not to be true, because he's apparently already aggressively taking on the same draconian COVID measures. Uh, there was an article out, where did I see this? I forget. Uh, Beverly Hills residents are terrified and flocking to buy guns from the city's only firearms store as L.A. crime is soaring thanks to woke D.A. policies. Well, that's the same thing in the state of New York. You don't get, you know, there's no bail laws. It's so dumb. Democratic infighting is getting stronger. Bernie Sanders now warning progressives intend to primary Biden in 2024 that they're furious. Well, what was Joe Biden? How was he going to convince Joe Manchin? Now, maybe Manchin caves eventually. I don't know. Or or maybe cinema caves and allows this voting rights insanity to be passed. Their ambition for power has not gone away in the new year. It's not going to go away. Um, with all the polls showing Biden getting crushed by Donald Trump in 2024, it looks like Biden might have a fight on his hands just to get the nomination. Jeff Weaver, who in 2016 was the campaign manager for Sanders presidential campaign and was an advisor for the senator's second White House bid in 2020, tells Politico that Biden will face a liberal opponent. Will there be a, a progressive challenger? Yes, he told the outlet. So obvious there's uh, more infighting. Meanwhile, the Republicans, this this is going to be the single most important midterm in our lifetime. Why do I say that? Because there's never been a more radical government than the one we have now. Uh, they're listing it. Republicans now have 70 seats that they are looking to take over from the Democrats. 70. If you look at the polling, you know, for example, who Republicans want for 2024, Donald Trump is at 54 percent. Uh, meanwhile, Ron DeSantis comes in second with 11 percent. Mike Pence, 8 percent. Nikki Haley, 4 percent. Senator Ted Cruz with 3 percent. Chris Christie and Greg Abbott each with 2 percent. Mike Pompeo, Josh Hawley each finish with 1 percent. And 14 percent of respondents aren't sure. Even Hillary Clinton and Chris Matthews are warning the Democrats against the far left turn. That's pretty interesting. Biden has the lowest approval rating at any point uh and you know if you look at the polls combined i mean there's enough polls showing him even lower than kamala harris at this particular point in time and what is it going to mean for the midterms i don't know because i don't know what democrat democrats if they have their way there'll be no voter id there'll be no signature verification there'll be no partisan observers watching the vote count start to finish there'll be there'll be no integrity measures adopted in any state and that's the reason that they're pushing for it as hard as they're pushing for it. You know, we have a, a Biden judicial nominee once said proof of citizenship is voter suppression. I can't, you know, that's that's pretty that's pretty radical. Nancy uh, Abadu, I don't know how to pronounce her name, deputy legal director of the Southern Poverty Law Center, nominated by Joe Biden to be a federal judge. 
has argued that photo ID proof of citizenship constitutes voter suppression. Great. Uh, Hispanic Americans, we told you about a poll before we went on vacation, 34% for Republicans, 34% for Democrats. And progressives let loose on Biden's age and issues, and they are committed to a challenger period. Look, well, let me uh, let me just give you a quick, quick snapshot of what this week is going to be like. This is going to be the week of, let's focus on January 6th. And, you know, Liz Cheney was on this weekend and she basically said what I've been telling you. They want to she wants to purge the party of Donald Trump. And she's now aligned herself with the radical socialist left with the weakest foreign policy ever and aligned herself with the very people that accused her father of being a war criminal and a murderer and a crook to, you know, achieve this goal. But my guess, my guess is she probably knows her seat is going to be lost and she will, you know, align with the Lincoln Project people and the Never Trumper people and probably throw in a, a third party candidate in 2024. If Trump is the nominee to try and stop him. But he never backs down from a fight. And but it, it's going to be all week. Here's what they're not going to talk about this week. The 574 other riots that took place where the media would say mostly peaceful, mostly peaceful, mostly peaceful. And Democrats completely ignored and Joe Biden never discussed. We lost dozens of Americans. We had thousands of injured cops and we had billions in property damage. And we have now a vice president in the United States that was advocating and promoting a bail fund for the people involved in the rioting and the burning down of a police precinct in Minnesota. So if that's not if if that doesn't prove to you everything that I have said, that this is a predetermined outcome and that this is a, you know, this this is not about getting to the bottom of writing. Now, when they got rid of Jim Jordan and they got rid of Jim Banks, why did they get rid of those guys? Because they would have asked important questions. Now, did, did Donald Trump ask for the National Guard to be called up? Yes, he did. Did the same request come from Mark Meadows? Yes, it did. Did the same request come from the Capitol Police chief? Yes, it did. Who's in charge of the sergeant at arms that would make that call in the House of Representatives. That would be Nancy Pelosi. If you want to know how to prevent what happened on January 6th from, God forbid, ever happening again, and we condemned it that day, we condemned it that night, and we condemned it ever since. Just like we condemned the 574 riots in the summer of 2020 that were not mostly peaceful in spite of what people were telling you. But at the end of the day, that would be the question you, you would want answered. You knew that there was going to be a march on Washington. You knew the tensions in the country were high. And then, that, you know, now they're trying to say, well, it's anybody that raised any questions about voter integrity. They're responsible for what led up to January 6th, and therefore they should be widely condemned, too. Oh, what? well, what about the people that signed affidavits? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people under the threat of perjury that signed affidavits that they saw irregularities in the voting process. We were supposed to ignore them. The Democrats, you know, they praised whistleblowers, whistleblower, whistleblower, non-whistleblowers, hearsay witness whistleblowers. But then you have all these whistleblowers risking going to jail for perjury and saying they saw irregularities. We don't want to even talk to them. We don't want to listen to them because at the end of the day, what they're really fighting for and pushing for, which is why they want this one time exception to get their their voting rights bill passed is because they want what happened in 2020 
They they want mail-in balloting widespread. They don't want any voter ID, signature verification, chain of uh, custody controls for the mail-in ballots. They don't want partisan observers to observe. And they want, like, for example, now in New York local elections and counties in Vermont, illegal immigrants can vote. And even a Biden nominee supports that. That's what the that's what this is all about for them. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I'm telling you right now, um, then if you really cared about riots and violence, if you really cared about it, you would consistently condemn rioting and violence. The Democrats and the mob and the media only care about one riot, not the 574 that took place the summer in the summer of 2020. They either lied and said they're mostly peaceful when they weren't, or they went out there and and just ignored it. And then Kamala Harris even supported some of the radicals. All right, let's go to Bill is in New Jersey. What's up, Bill? How are you? Happy New Year. Sure. Thanks for taking my call. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, sir. Uh, that's true. I mean, the problem is there's been uh, so much rioting going on. It it lowered the bar so much that uh, basically the media encouraged people to, to, to act out. And when uh, conservatives act out, uh, all of a sudden it's a disaster while they tolerated and even endorsed uh, rioting by uh, everyone else for the whole year. They ignored Joe Biden ignored it, not even in the Democratic National Convention. But I will tell you, you know, what I saw were cops pelted with bricks, rocks, bottles, frozen water bottles, Molotov cocktails, and worse. And yet they said it's mostly peaceful. That's, you know, billions of dollars of property damage and dozens of dead Americans is not peaceful. I agree. I think that Joe Biden is a stalking horse candidate at this point in time. He's like going to be unable to run in a, in, a, in a few years, and I think he's, he's a sacrificial lamb. He's almost a distraction because people want to tend to, to, to talk about the fact that he's failing terribly. I can't imagine that uh, Vladimir Putin didn't see Jill Biden's face when Biden was on and said, you know, let's go, Brandon. I agree. It's when I saw that, let me play this for you, because I could look, we probably more than anyone else prior to the election and early on were willing to say what everybody knew. And that is, is Joe is weak. He's frail. He's a cognitive mess. He seems to be getting progressively worse, from my observations. And then he does this interview. And with all of the chanting of Let's Go Brandon that had been going on for such a long period of time, here's Joe Biden being asked about it. Yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Uh, Merry Christmas and Let's Go Brandon. Let's Go Brandon. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, where, are you in Oregon? Let's go, Brandon. He was, they were doing a uh, FaceTime, I thought, with, I guess, citizens in some way. I agree. I don't know. But, Bill, if you don't know what let's go, Brandon, means, that tells me you're pretty out of touch with what's going on in the country. Indeed. And the problem is Hillary Clinton is already starting to run towards center. So what the Republicans have to do is, is really take a hard look at at. at democratic policies and talk about how biden has has driven up energy costs and is ruining the economy and how he's uh, allowing uh, Ill, uh, illegal and un, un, undocumented uh, aliens to run across the country spreading covid and uh, and and putting extreme uh, demands on all of our resources from the standpoint of welfare and everything else you see there is a solution to biden's political problems but he's never going to do it 
he'd have to go back to the Trump policies on the border, the Trump policies on energy. He'd have to operation warp speed uh, testing and monoclonal antibodies. Um, he would have to get tougher on foreign policy. That means Putin, Iran, China. I don't think he's capable of doing it. He'd have to adopt uh, Trump's economic policies, and that's lower taxes, less bureaucracy. He he would have time to turn this ship around, but he's never going to do it because at the core of the Democratic Party exists a radicalism that I have never seen in my lifetime. They want new Green Deal socialism and that is the majority of the democratic socialists today. They they they've now become the party of Bernie Sanders. That's the bottom line. Yeah, but it's also made the country a magnet for illegal immigration. People don't even realize that once a, a, an anchor baby is born here, they're entitled to to the same uh, consideration that an American citizen would be entitled to. So if but, you have but, an but anchor you, baby but here, the you're definition to- of it is somebody that is an illegal immigrant if they have a child while in the United States, that child instantly becomes a U.S. citizen. Um, and is entitled I, to American benefits. Correct. Well, it doesn't even matter because Joe's been facilitating the law breaking at the border, which we've chronicled completely. But, you know, look, everybody is all of this. All of these problems we can solve. We can solve the covid problem with the therapeutics testing and, and why Joe didn't see it coming, as he said, uh, there's no excuse for that in my my view. The other issue is it involves Joe Biden with the border. He could fix that by going back to the Trump policies. He could fix energy by going back to the Trump policies, the economy by going back to the Trump policies. Um, but he, I, he's never going to do it. And I don't even know if he's making the decisions anyway. Remember, he was asked the question um, about, well, that, that's a really... That's never going to happen. The payment of four hundred fifty thousand dollars to illegal immigrants from the from the Trump era, and it turns out we never. That's a that's a stupid question. And then the, by the next day, he was supporting the policy. He didn't even know his own administration's policy. That's pretty bad. Anyway, good call, Bill. Appreciate it. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, our number. You want to be a part of the program? I've told you how everything, all things, mypillow.com have changed my life. Look, these pillows are amazing. They won't even go flat if you try to make them flat. They're so, you know, puffed up and comfortable. Anyway, you can wash them, dry them. They're made in the USA. If you don't own one uh, right now, you can get the premium my pillow, the one that started it all for Mike Lindell, the lo- lowest price ever, nineteen ninety eight. Originally sixty nine ninety eight. You're saving fifty bucks. The king is only ten bucks more. And by the way, along with the lowest price ever, Mike is extending his money-back guarantee. You get a free trial, no risk to you until March the 1st. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Sean Hannity Square, and you'll find other amazing rotating discounts. They have over 150-plus MyPillow products, including their Giza Dream Bed Sheets, their MyPillow Mattress Topper, and much, much more. It's MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity, or call... And mention my name, 800-919-6090. And the sleep you want, you need, you crave, you desire, and you deserve will be yours when those products arrive. MyPillow.com. Sean Hannity Square. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Uh, why is it that Joe Biden didn't have, did not warp speed testing? Why didn't he warp speed 
the therapeutics, these antiviral medicines? Why did he need warp speed monoclonal antibodies? Ron DeSantis. Also, the threats now emerging around the world are more real than ever. Mike Pompeo. We get our first glimpse at 2022 in the midterms with Newt Gingrich. Also, Clay Travis, Kaylee McEnany, and much more. Set your DVR news you'll never get from the media mob, and you're going to love our montages tonight. 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox. See you then. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for being with us.